morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, 1 Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at your first coming sent your messenger to prepare your way before you, grant that the ministers of your mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready your way, that at your final appearing to judge the world, we may be found an acceptable people in your sight. For ye live and reign with the Father and the Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our reading for the third Sunday of Advent is from Malachi chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts, remember the law of my servant Moses, the statutes and the rules that I commanded him at Horeb for all Israel. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. And he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. Yesterday, hey Jude, twist and shout, we all live in a yellow submarine. I want to hold your hand, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, Strawberry Fields Forever. Sound familiar? In spite of the Decca Recording Company telling them in 1964 that groups with guitars are on their way out, John, Paul, George, and Ringo went on to change a generation. Add one more song to the best of the Beatles. And what would that be? Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun first appeared on the Beatles album, Abbey Road. Here comes the sun. That's the theme of today's Old Testament lesson from Malachi chapter 4. The focus for our Advent message is on the Savior's final appearing, the grand finale of history. Our final victory in the marriage supper of the Lamb. Christ came to us in Bethlehem 
and he will come again. Malachi longed for the sun. He lived during the dark days of the Persian domination over Judah in the mid-5th century BC. The darkness was all-encompassing. Malachi's contemporaries were saying, the Lord's table is contemptible, and it is vain to serve God. And those are dark words. At the root of it all is this expression in Malachi 2.17, where is the God of justice? People were saying, God, you know, you say that you will come and right all the wrongs, heal every hurt, vindicate your people and defeat every enemy. But none of this has happened. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. Boy, don't we know that frustration. Overcome with this kind of cynicism and sarcasm, our prayers don't deepen, our devotion doesn't increase, our zeal doesn't grow, and our generosity remains stagnant. We cry out, where is the God of justice? There was a five-year-old who watched with fascination as his dad filled the family car up with gas. A few days later, the five-year-old decided to do the same thing. Removing the gas cap, he placed the end of a garden hose in the gas tank and was about to turn the water on when his horrified dad intercepted him and foiled his plan. The child had a misconception. He had a misconception about the kind of hose it took to fill a car with gas. Now, like this story, misconceptions can be humorous. Misconceptions can be harmful. Occasionally, misconceptions can be fatal. And it is a fatal misconception to think that Christ will never return, that his promises are null and void, that there will be no final victory. It is a fatal misconception to say, evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. Why is that? Malachi says, here comes the sun. The sun will come because of God's overwhelming love for his people. How so? They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I act for my treasured possession. Treasured possession. Treasured possession. It's the most endearing term God has for his people. Even though they sometimes don't feel valuable, they were still loved. These weren't valuable people in the eyes of the world, but they were loved. So much so that God calls them his treasured possession. Even when we don't feel valuable, God calls us his dear treasured possessions. In Paul's letter to Titus, we hear this. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous 
for good works. And more, St. Peter reminds us, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Beloved, we are so valuable that God's heart aches until the day when he will perfectly restore us, raise us up, and make all things new. Now, the Bible isn't clear about all of the finer details of our eternal life, but this much is sure. The future for believers is glorious. How so? Well, Malachi tells us. He says, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in his wings. You shall go forth leaping like calves released from the stall. The Son of Righteousness will bring with him a new day. When every hint of darkness will be scattered, all gloom will be gone, and the night of terror and dread will be forever banished. On that day, our righteous standing by faith will become clear, just like the shining sun in all its brightness and beauty. The sun of righteousness will also bring healing in his wings. He will restore everything we have lost, all the years of pain will be erased. Every tear of disappointment will be wiped away. And the symphonies we missed and the sunsets we didn't see will be beautifully played over again and again. There will be healing for people broken by divorce, illness, death, and loss. In the twinkling of an eye, Jesus will erase our lifetimes of hurt and pain and brokenness. We will see the Savior born in Bethlehem take up his cross for us. We will see the hands and feet that took the nails, the head that was crowned, crowned with thorns. We will see the Savior, once wrapped in swaddling cloths, who left behind the burial wrappings when he rose from the dead. We will hear his words of welcome, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. All of this will be ours on that day. And so much more because the son, who once slept in a manger, finished the work of salvation for us. Look, the sky is dark. Two criminals are slowly dying, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus is in the middle, taking a deep breath and speaking his last words. John records them. It is finished. The veil of the temple is rent. Jesus' blood is poured out. The curse of sin is removed. The sacrifice is complete. Death is defeated and paradise is restored forever. Because the Son of Righteousness rose on the third day, he will come again with healing in his wings. When the Son comes again, Malachi says, you shall go out leaping like calves released from the stall. Imagine that. 
what joy, what exuberance, what freedom, leaping like calves. Now, critics have denied that Jesus will return. Cynics have laughed at the idea of it. Others have tried to explain it away. The brightest and best think that Jesus' return is a fairy tale, a legend, or a myth. But the truth stands, solid as a rock and soon to be fulfilled. On that great day when Jesus returns, all the faithful will celebrate with great joy when we shout aloud, Here comes the Son. Amen. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Let us pray. Stir up our prayers, Lord, and hear us, that they who are sorrowful and suffering may rejoice at the advent of your only begotten Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deerwalk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.